Listen up, all you New York fans. Veteran New York sports talk host John Dostromsky gives his unique take on all the big stories in the Big Apple and beyond, including guest conversations, gambling picks, and reactions from you, the listener. Check out New York, New York with John Dostromsky on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, friends, and welcome to this extraordinary golf podcast unlike any other this is the Ryder cup recap edition of fairway roll the golf podcast on the ringer podcast network my goodness it is the massacre at lake michigan my birdie buddies my par saving pals my eagle enthusiasts we, we, we don't even talk about par saving pals I am Joe House, your starter, joined by our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard. My friends, it was a beatdown. We were convened not even a full week ago. Kevin Clark, Nathan Hubbard, myself, and a couple of fellas had a perspective on how this might go down. Mm. Speaking of Nathan and Kevin, I was arguing for a slightly different potential outcome. Nathan and Kevin had it right. Nate Dog, how you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling good. We are recording with three matches still on the course. Uh, is Jordan going to tie his match? Can we get to 18 and a half, nine and a half? So that's the, the goal here is still 19 is still in play. And that would be the all time record in Ryder Cup play. And I think the only way to really talk about this Ryder Cup is in terms of all of the superlatives. and And because it's still happening. We're not going to get to all of them. You'll see those superlatives tonight, tomorrow, on into the week around the extraordinary superior performance by this 
U.S. team. But look, the prevailing narrative of this U.S. team assembled as the single best team ever assembled in the history of the Ryder Cup, at least on paper, as measured by the official world golf ranking, you don't compete it on paper. You competed on the golf course. These boys went out on the golf course and whipped ass, Nate Dog. They did. I am thrilled. USA, I am sorry for your betting. Uh, I really hope that you hedged like we talked about. There are plenty of opportunities to hedge, yes. Look, one of the things that if you saw the videos that Tiger Woods made before he had his accident, you know, he's going around with Dwayne Wade on whatever the course is in LA, and he just keeps telling him, keep it simple, simple game, just keep it simple. And if you dialed it out to 30,000 feet on this team, for all of the superlatives, here's the truth this team was unbelievably better at golf than the European team. And this team was also younger at golf or at, at life than the European team, which if you saw John Rahm today and you think that he didn't just get tired, he got tired. Okay. So there is something to the stamina of youth in this Ryder cup. They were better. They were younger and they were playing in front of tens of thousands of home team fans. I think that now the question house becomes, it's not a surprise that this team won, But we've talked so much coming into it. The case was really the mystique and the chemistry of the European team. And the counter case, of course, was well that was then. These guys are older now. But what I want to ask you is, does this undercut just a little bit that lore of the Ryder Cup? We're seeing a lot of the captains in tears on the U.S. team. We're not seeing any of the players in tears. We're seeing the Europeans in tears. It really matters to them. Do you think this matters as much to the Americans collectively? And by the way, is that maybe by, you know, is that maybe the reason why they won? Yes, of course. It definitely matters to these guys. And, you know, I think all of them are ready to write their new chapter. This is the U.S. team. Uh, the changing of the guard of the U.S. team, right? No Tiger, no Phil. Zach Johnson is a vice captain. Uh, Matt Kuchar is a vice captain. The oldest guy on the team is is DJ. And yeah. one of the great things, you know, I, I kudos to NBC for grabbing the U.S. guys as they won their matches and getting sort of immediate reaction uh, the only interviews. kudos they deserve for this entire coverage. <laughs> well, I I do like... I mean, I Dan mean, Hicks, stay out of the way when Bryson's putting for Eagle on one. Just be quiet and let us hear the roar. They could have been quieter. I would have liked... There are a lot of things we could quibble about. I will give them credit. The, the golf course uh, and the visuals are just stunning. Yeah. I mean, yes. I don't know when... On the calendar, this might get. We, we're going to be old men by the by the the, the next time we can get back to this venue. But what a venue! But to well, the we may to have the, to just go play it. That we could do that too. To the point that you're sort of asking about the real interesting thing. I heard uh, uh, Brooks Kepka in his interview. These guys, although they're young, they've known each other for 15 years. They've yeah. all been playing against each other. So the idea that. Um, you know, you you wondered about chemistry and for sure all of the, you know, we're not going to run through all the silliness with Brooks and Bryson and and questions around that. 
And, you know, some of the stuff that Brooks said about, you know, how hard it might be to change mentality from, you know, being your solo operator and coming together in this way. The unity was there. It was apparent. All of the, the combinations that we anticipated um, played out. DJ and Morikawa were unbeatable. Patrick and, you know, Patty Ice and Xander yeah. were, were unbeatable. DJ and Morikawa were the question mark coming in, weren't they? We didn't know how they were going to play because we hadn't seen a lot of DJ. And we definitely were worried about Collins back. They just That's sent it. a signal on that first day. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, right. He's the highest ranked American in the world. And Morikawa is the guy who just won the British Open we're going to fucking annihilate them. That's and that's it. exactly what happened. That's right. The, the, the question marks uh, injury-wise were um, Kepka and Morikawa. Is Morikawa back? Uh, you know, is, is his back injury in the rearview mirror? And, you know, what are the lingering effects, if any, with Kepka's wrist? And the answer to both of those things were absolutely nothing. Those guys were ready to rock and roll. They rocked out with their cock out. There was nothing stopping the U.S. team. And and look, all you can do is measure it, it by the the historic uh, um, leads that were generated in the uh, in the on Friday. Historically, we had Saturday, and then we came out and we won the singles as well. On top of that, we've already won the singles, even though now what we're watching on television is: Are we going to get to nineteen points? Yeah, all, all I'm saying with this is this is obviously an awesome, awesome team, but I think the disparity was as much about Europe being not very good as it was about the U.S. being great. And I just mean coming into it. I mean, I, Sergio playing amazing was awesome. And Rom absolutely came into his own. And Rory sort of did Rory things. But the rest of that team performed about like what you would expect, I think. And so wait, my, wait, wait. my only... R I can't go let ahead. that go. Rory doing Rory things. Rory's not good at golf right now, bud. Rory's That's what I'm good. saying. But That's that what I'm so, saying. Okay. That, but, but like that was expect, like, I, I don't know. I mean, Rory, Rory's Sunday performance was exactly what we've seen from Rory, which is he's kind of out of it and he makes a huge win run on the Sunday. Right. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I'll, I, I'll, I'll, well, I'll remember that in, at the Zozo until I die. Like you got JT and Rom and Cantlay battling it out. And Rory shoots the best round of the day at six under when it doesn't freaking matter. Right. That's right. what it was. I'm just, I'm just saying, I think we could have expected this coming in. And that was my case for why this was going to be an absolute blowout. I, I, I just wonder if part of the reason why the Americans did well in spite of the culture is that coming in, it wasn't clear to us how many of them cared passionately about the Ryder Cup. And I just wonder if that took some of the pressure off for them to just go out and play. What is lovely about the scenes unfolding on 18 is some of the guys are getting it. I mean, as Stricker was in tears, he said, Bryson and Brooks wanted to play together. So maybe through the course of this week, they actually learned about that sort of lore that the Europeans have carried on for so long. And if that's the case, that this team of young, badass, great players is going to actually give a shit about this Ryder Cup and learn how to how to have some of that team room chemistry, watch out. So this is one of the interesting takeaways I wanted to compare notes with you on. The the core of this US team is young enough that this could really could be our team in international competition over like the next if we're lucky 6 maybe 8 years if we're lucky. I mean, you know, everything can change, you know, year to year injuries uh, guys you know uh fall off but the the guts of this team 
Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Bryson DeChambeau, Patty Ice, Patrick Cantlay, Xander, uh, who am I leaving out? Morikawa, I mean, Brooks, like all those guys can be the core of our team. And as I look at Europe, I see no young blood that's, that's right. of any interest whatsoever. Their best player, Nobody's scary. Their best young player is Victor Hovland. And whenever that guy gets a short game, they, they that he will be a four, he's going to be a major winner. But he yeah. does not have a short game right now. And, no. you know, he was able to muster a half against Morikawa, even with, uh, uh, you know, Victor's superior yeah. equal to equal to. I would, I would never call his ball striking superior to Kyle Morikawa, but he's better off the tee. Um, and it was a fun match to watch. But, you know, until he gets a short game, you can't take him seriously. The truth of the matter is, Nate, the the uh, true truly competitive competitions coming up on the international stage are are now to me the President's Cup because there are much more interesting young guys in South Africa, young guys in Latin America, young guys in Mexico, young guys in Australia. Like those teams are all that team is going to be something. I think. I I think you're right. Look, coming into today. And it's a little wonky because of the format, but the but the recorded scores this week, you had Rom at 15 under, and then it was basically all Americans until Sergio and Hovland at, and Lowry at sort of six under. But if you looked at all across those scores coming into today, you would have said Brooks and Bryson and maybe Scheffler and uh, DB were underperforming relative to the other guys. And with the exception of DB, <laughs> I think the best rounds of the day were from Bryson Scheffler. Maybe not Brooks, but he had seven birdies out there today. So those guys, I mean, everybody showed up and did their job. Daniel Berger was kind of meh this week, not totally on his game, which was interesting because he was the one we thought was maybe a killer. But I mean, all of our guys are scary good in this format. There's no doubt the, the Europeans have a ways to go. And speaking of Daniel Berger straight vibe and DB straight vibe, and he's on the tee on 18 tied. So his point, I take it the back. Full point, no, no, I'm just saying yeah. if, if we get the full point out of him, that'll get us to the 18 and a half. Uh, okay. The other, the other match that's um, in a half position right now is uh, oh, Harry English. Let's see. Did he, uh, that one's over. Oh, it's Jordan Spieth. So the two matches yeah. right now are Spieth against, Golf Jesus, Tommy Fleetwood, and and DB Straight Vibeman against Matt Fitzpatrick, both tied uh, off the tee on um, eighteen. Eighteen. So we'll we'll, okay. we'll see where, where where we land uh, in terms of whether it's an all time beatdown or whether it's just one of the all time greatest beatdowns. It'll be <laughs> one or the other. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions, that's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. 
passion, drive, and patience, the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was... A kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. House, let me put out what I think were the top five moments from this Ryder Cup, and you can quibble with them. Tell me what I've missed. Tell yeah, me if they I, mattered I, or not. Moments is great, and, and, and what we're also going to do is... Uh, uh, who who um, your your favorite performance was by, and who disappointed you the most? But let's do moments okay. first. I love it. Okay, so uh, my top five moments for this Ryder Cup were as follows: the Spieth shot on the par three, yes, where he launched it into the air. Never mind that Thomas missed the putt and they lost. The- <laughs> I, I, I can't not never mind it because that's it does alter it. If he made the, I know putt, it then- does. It would have been epic, and if they'd gone yes. to win, but 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 that shot was incredible. Yes, the Lowry the Lowry putt celebration yesterday was terrific with, with his dad on the green. You know, I thought it was and, hilarious. Yeah, it, it was funny, and it irked the U.S. enough that you're like, "All right, game on." I loved it. Uh, Bryson driving the green and making the putt today was one of the top five coolest moments I've ever seen on a golf course, and that guy basically turned around his image. You know, they said. <laughs> it, in on hole. the broadcast that uh, they cannot think of, they couldn't come up with another time in Ryder Cup history where a player has opened the, the, a match by driving it onto the green and making the eagle putt. Yeah. I mean, I thought you were going to say where he's opened a can of whoop ass. It was over. <laughs> Both of those over things happened. When he did that. I mean, I and it just, the transformation of him, it was the, we talked about it coming in. It was the perfect environment for him. Everybody was, you know, contractually obligated by their citizenship to cheer for Bryson. And he responded extraordinarily well. He's still so weird and so awkward in some of those settings, but he was awesome. The putter, he was awesome. Rays walking, he was awesome. There's and no it's also taking it back. Clear that he's beloved. Like there were a lot of hugs from from and around the team, and and 
I ask you, I put this, this, this question to you. Do you think that our appreciation for Bryson was enhanced any by him just wearing a normal baseball cap, a normal golf cap, we'll call it. Yeah, I, I saw hat. some of that chatter. It, it seemed he was a little bit more, nor- I, who knows? Maybe it squeezed his brain differently. I just think this was exactly what Bryson needed. We thought it was maybe going to be him going abroad over the summer, right? And that didn't work so well because of his comments around the vaccine and everything. Anyway, I'm happy to see it. There is that sort of like kid who's a part of the team who gets picked on all the time, but delivers in the moment and everybody gives him like noogies at the end in the winning scene in the movie or whatever. That's what seems to be going on for Bryson. But he definitely won over hearts. He will always have a soft spot with me for having the cojones to drive the damn green, drain the 40 footer and, and, you know, end it once and for all in that moment. Well, And let's do Let's call that one a, because, um, the nature of the moment made it so, so prominent. So, uh, just a quick, uh, interruption, Spieth and Fleetwood split. So we're at 18. So we could get to 19 if DB straight vibe and wins or 18 and a half. If they, t- if, if there's a tie, those okay. are, that's eight, 19, and 18 and a half. Stevie run back play. to tape. Stevie, please run back the tape from last week when the call was 18 and a half to nine and a half. God, anyway. I wish I'd bet that. The odds were spectacular for that. I know. But look, I want to keep talking about, about Bryson. There's a 1A and a 1B. 1B okay. was him driving the ball 417 yards on the par five on, on, on mm. Friday. I mean, that, that was stunning. It was so stunning that NBC didn't get any coverage of it. They had to go to their backup cameras to go find it because they weren't prepared for the possibility that he might drive the ball 420 yards. Great, great job, guys. Thanks again for that. <laughs> I, I, I Look, I, I, I think that got usurped by what happened today. The, the, the Off the first tee on Sunday singles against the all-time Ryder Cup points leader? Yes, I think you're right about that. Yeah. And, and so, look, I, I loved everything about his performance. I, I do have to say, after after Friday, you didn't feel great. You know, when he and Scheffler came out and, and you know, I, I, I didn't love the way that he was firing. He didn't look like he was on it. But through the course of the weekend, man, he just got stronger and stronger and stronger. And again, you know, he was three under coming into the day, but that was over after the first hole. He, he was, you know, he just laid it down today and uh, happy to see that from him uh, and a little bit of a respite from the insanity. Uh, the 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 next one for me, and, and I know we feel differently about this. I just thought Rory's tearful interview was awesome. I I I know that you're angry with him because he's lost you a lot of money. I know you just want him to sack up and play better. I thought that the tears were a reflection of two years of him really wanting to play better and not getting there and feeling like he'd let the side down. I just love him as an ambassador for the game. What say you about that? Well, I am nothing if not a shallow person, but I want the record to to be clear. <laughs> I want the record to reflect. I don't care about losing money on golf bets as it relates to my my perception uh, of the the character of these guys. I am disappointed in Rory McIlroy, and this has been a, a repeating theme on this podcast yes. over the six years I've been doing it. Because the uh, performance hasn't matched the skill level. He's the only player of the last dozen years that has the skill to me 
that rivaled Tiger. I thought he could win 10 majors. He's not going to win 10 majors. He went out in 2015 and played kickabout with his buddies and busted his ankle when he was supposed to be the defending champion of the Open Championship that year at St. Andrews. So that's that's the kind of disappointment that I have. He was 2-7 and seven in Ryder Cup matches coming into this singles match today. For a guy who professes to to care so much about this, to perform so poorly, doesn't really, you know, compute with me. I don't I don't know exactly what it is that is holding him back. Is he in his own head? Is he in his own way? Um, it is clear that he is a leader amongst uh, his golf brethren, both in terms of the the the, the tour. And uh, on the European side, in connection with this this Ryder Cup stuff, just go play better golf. He they got their he got his ass handed to him. He wasn't just bad; he was terrible in in the him and Lowry were supposed to be a combination that was going to be formidable, and they just weren't. It wasn't interesting golf. They weren't good. Yeah, I mean, I think coming in today, he was plus two on his own ball. So I it, it yeah. just it wasn't it wasn't good. I don't, I think the problem for Rory is, uh, is deep and, uh, and I, the good news is he's changed coaches. I will be surprised if we see him very much this fall, Rory needs to go away. And, and I think some of that emotion that we saw today was about a lot more than the Ryder cup. Uh, I think he's happy in his personal life. I think he's happy in his role as leader. I think he just, uh, is in one of those. Uh, deep trenches of golf where you just cannot figure it out and he's got work to do. So I'll be surprised if we see much of him. And if if we want to be sort of generous about it, and I'm I'm capable of that occasionally, just mm-hmm. go back to his performance in the first handful of tournaments in calendar year 2020. He was playing great. He was poised to perhaps go have an outstanding master's. He was right there for the 2020 Masters. It was there for the taking. He was collecting yep. top fives like, you know, I collect losing bets. I mean, he he did win at Quail Hollow. The, well, no, what I'm saying is this was the very first handful of tournaments in 2020. Then the yeah. pandemic happened, and he, his own self, said that he had a hard time over the course of the summer 2020, through the fall 2020, and on into this year. The malaise persisted. He had a yep. hard time revving up without fans. He had a hard time rekindling and refining himself. He yep. talked about being influenced by Bryson hitting the ball yeah. so far, which sounds yeah, ludicrous. So yeah. what you're just what you're describing, Nate, makes a ton of sense. Let the brother go ahead and get a recharge. Like he hasn't yeah. really had a break. Nobody on the golf calendar who who's of a prominence of of Rory has had, has had a break, a, a normal kind of break. So let let's you know I'll root for it because the game yeah. is better when when he's good. He just hasn't been good for you know twenty some months. That's all. Well, I think you're right. So so let's shift gears to what I thought was the fifth most important moment. Please. Um, as a vehicle for just, I want to circle back to the conversation we had before. And to me, I thought the the fifth moment was was the the hug between Bryson and Brooks and, and Stricker saying that they had actually wanted to go out and play together. And so what I want to ask you is, does culture matter? Of course. Of course it matters. It, Why are you asking so, that? So, well, because, so do we think that Steve Stricker deserves kudos this week. You happen to have some behind-the-scenes intel that you shared 
that sit with me over private text that I'm going to I'm docs right now that that shared at a high level that there was some malaise amongst the young guys coming in on that weekend practice and that maybe some of the guys were hung over that they weren't fully believing in Stricker. How did this happen? Was this just the Ryder Cup and being surrounded by the moment pulled them together? Or do you think Stricker did something special as a captain to warrant sort of a a real MVP, quiet MVP of this week? I think it's these guys. I think it's what Brooks Kepka said in his interview immediately after he finished his round. These guys have known each other for a long time, and I think it was kind of refreshing for them to all be together and have some time to to just sort of, you know, chill a little bit. Not be and, trying and, to kick each other's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, I thought it was very telling that that Kepka and Berger went out first because those are two Florida State guys. They've known each other forever. And, you know, there was uh, you know, some some reports out there about them um having a chilly relationship along the way. And there it is, the all-time record in the history of the Ryder Cup. Daniel Berger beats Matt Fitzpatrick because Matt Fitzpatrick hit his approach in the water on 18. 19 to 9 is your final for the 2021 Ryder Cup. You should have taken the over, over Hubbard. <laughs> over Hubbard would have been the play. Amazing, amazing, amazing. But to, to the chemistry point, the culture point, I really just think it was like, um, an opportunity for these guys to reconnect in a way that they just haven't like been together. These guys have known each other for all this time. I love the thread of that narrative. I love even it. the add-ins, even like um, Tony Finau, right? He's beloved. They love him. They they didn't yeah. grow up with him necessarily in the same way, but they love him. So like, yeah. I, I honestly, uh, I, everything will change. So it's a ridiculous question, but if you wanted to trot this team out, um, in next year for the president's cup and then the following year in Italy, this very same set of 12 guys. Goodbye. Me go, go ahead and yeah. do it. I'm fine with that. So that brings us to our sixth and, uh, final, you know, big, uh, moment. I gave you five, but I'm giving you a bonus one. And that is, do you know who had the worst week? Patrick Reed had the worst week because <laughs> he went from be- from being Captain America to being Mr. Irrelevant. Because if you're right that culture matters, they just showed that they did not need him to beat Rory McIlroy and that they definitely did not need him in the team room. And there is a sense that, you know, if Brooks and Bryson could come together, that really was the focus that the team was was thinking about. If they'd had another flair up in the air, you know, who knows if they could have done it. But Patrick Reed's sitting at home right now stewing. I don't know if he's stewing, but you made this this point, uh, and I know you're kidding, but I think it, it, it's right um, that that this was MJ and Isaiah Thomas. This I think those guys got together at East Lake and the six who had automatically qualified. There was the reports yeah. of that dinner. I think yeah. they went to dinner and sat down. Maybe I don't know if they where they went, uh, but but I think Stricker went around the table and asked him, uh, Scheffler or Reed. And I yeah. bet it was a, and I think it was a unanimous vote for Scotty Scheffler. I really believe that. I really believe that. It sure looks like they were right after today. I mean, Rom definitely was tired, but Scotty Scheffler just had a fastball coming out of the front uh, nine today and played awesome. And it was a great call to bring in young blood to be a part of this. Cause as we talked about last week, what the hell was worth keeping flush the system, bring in the new guys, 
let them learn and and hopefully start building good habits from scratch. You got to do a rebuild at some point. And this really, in a lot of ways, was a rebuild. And again, you know, it, is that Stricker who did it or was it the guys in the, in the, in the dinner, like we thought, sort of saying, this is how it's got to go. And, and really, you know, Stricker became sort of the Mandela theory of leadership, which is like, put your most nimble sheep out in front and, and let them lead, uh, you know, not realizing all the time they're being led from behind. That's, that's a, a terrible paraphrasing of Mandela's quote about leadership, but that's really what Stricker did here. He let his big dogs lead. He clearly took input and here's the result. You know what? That makes him a good leader. And I don't, I don't mean to suggest anything that undercuts or undermines his effectiveness a, a, as a leader, letting those guys have the prerogative to engage in a little self-determination, letting them having some say, letting them all have stakes. That's important to these young guys. Nate, we're old, but I believe yep. this generation, they want to have a say in these matters. They want to have a little, uh, they want agency. They want control over their own lives and they don't want to be told what to do. And I think they, they came in with the perspective. Many of these guys came in with the perspective about this is who I'm going to be comfortable playing with. This is what I, I think is going to work for us. And I think, you know, Captain Stricker, to his credit, listened, a good listener. And it's a know, Harvard the, Business School case in, in, in the sort of management of millennials. Right? There you go. It's like they want to have a voice. And, you know, in a lot of these cases, they've earned it. And so they earned you, know, it. you have to bring the empathy gene and and lead from behind. And, and so Stricker did that. I, I will be interested to see whether the golf media gives him flowers for this or focuses on the players. He's going to get flowers. Are you kidding? It's 19 to nine. He, he's going to get flowers. Should he be the captain in Rome? Uh, don't, we don't do that, do we? Do we do carryover captains? We haven't before. I mean, it looks like it's going to be Zach Johnson, but, but I just, you know, they do, love, do we... I mean, they clearly love Zach Johnson. Zach and, and JT were, were in long embraces as, as the today unfolded, you know, where J, Zach went up and whispered in JT's ear when it was clear that Morikawa had secured the half point to get us to 14 and a half. And then when JT won his match, there was a long embrace between Zach and, and JT. So, you know, yeah. well, we've got looming Phil Tiger, uh, you know, captaincies ahead. So, so ZJ will probably get it in, but, but, there's a pretty big pipeline of guys who are who are worthy captains, but but I do think uh, we we need to tip the hat to Stricker, even if the players are the ones who who actually made some of the hard choices for this week. Well, and to to that point, think about how little we heard about, saw, thought about Tiger, any of the anybody like you know Patrick Reed, anybody for of of that sort of old guard ilk. The only link between the two generations is is DJ. Who just went out and went five and zero? Oh. Not again. The, the 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 usual sort of uh, uh, enigma, the DJ enigma. He was playing a little bit better over the last two months. He was definitely putting better, but the ball striking wasn't there. And then he reminds us, it's Dustin Johnson. Yes, of yeah. course he can come out and burn a golf course down over a weekend any time that the you know the the stars come into alignment, and they don't have to be in perfect alignment. But wow, what, you know, the, the 
last time uh, a U.S. guy did it, Larry Nelson in 1979, I guess. Is that right? 79, mm-hmm. yes. The last American to go 5-0. and The thing that I was surprised by was him being the 5-0 and guy. I thought we yeah. were going to see like Morikawa out five times or Xander out five times or Cantley out five times. It was DJ was the only one that went out five times. I, and and I, I, the only thing you can chalk that up to is Stricker must have seen him the Saturday practice session the weekend before and been like, okay, he's on and he's going to lead this for us because he's been here before. And he is quite honestly, the, the most sort of dispassionate guy as you, as you talked about last week, if you're going to put somebody out last, you, you were going to go with DJ cause you said he knows how to close and he sort of is emotionless in that way. And he, j- he delivered on that note, the three guys. So that, you know, w- with the position that we were in with that 11, to, to five lead going into this morning, we, we, we let off with uh, Xander and Cantlay, and then he just put Scheffler out as a potential sacrificial lamb to Rom. Uh, and, and, you know, just to see if, if we could get anything going, but look who, who the guys were in the sweet spot for where we might clinch. It was Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, and Brooks Kepka. So those are the guys that they believe had the, you know, the, the the fortitude to to bring it home and get that clinching point. Well, and, and in two years, DJ is going to be our, you know, our old guy. And so we should say fare thee well to, in particular, three European old guys who are Ryder Cup legends, and that's Westy, uh, and that is Poulter, who I just thought had the absolute perfect attitude this week. Like, how could you not love him? Like, we hated him for years, but y- y- there was sort of a sneaky love-hate th- this go-round. And then... Sergio Garcia, I, I, like, can we just put like a Oculus on him and, and have him think every week that he's playing in the Ryder Cup? Cause he'd be the best putter on tour. I mean, what a, a, a absolute fighter. It was awesome to see him. And it's not clear that we will ever see those three guys play a Ryder Cup again. And DJ will be our sort of Sergio come Rome. Yeah. I expect to see Sergio. I don't expect to see Poulter or Westwood and very quick shout out to Poulter, the all time leader undefeated in singles. That dude's just a, a baller, just a gamer. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's, and, he's and what Sergio you want. Sergio all time points, points, and all time points. In, in I, yeah. So the, the euros are really have a challenge in front of them because they need to if, make some babies. They need to make, I mean, cause what you have is, is will Tommy Fleetwood ever rekindle and capture the magic that he had for about, you know, two years where he was on the first page of leaderboards and a couple different majors um, is Frankie Onions ever going to be back? Will he ever rekindle? Yeah. Matthew Fitzpatrick is not your great white hope. He hasn't won. He has no points. He's played in two Ryder Cups, zero points for Matt Fitzpatrick. He, whether you call him Matt or or Matthew, both of those rhyme with stink. He's not good yeah. at, at match yeah. play. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, it's Hovland. Well, I mean, it's it's Hovland's Victor getting a short game. That's it's right. Victor, Victor getting a short, a short game. game. But he can't go one on twelve, so they they got some work to do. It, it, it's Rom and it's Rom the the just legendary gladiator versus at the moment. That's it. Yeah, Rom and Victor and you know whoever they can drag along with them. But I honestly think the real intrigue now shifts to the President's Cup because the, the there's so many great young players um, across the and rest that's of the as world. it should be. That's that's a, a, a you know a tribute to the effort to spread the game and. Uh, we just got to remember that Europeans 
uh, are part of the rest of the world and they need to get some up and coming golfers coming in here so that it's not a complete ass kicking next time. Because right now, it's not clear that in two years, the circumstances change. Our guys are only getting better. Uh, so it'd be nice to see some the next generation in Europe come up. Well, I don't know if we need to do biggest disappointment, um, biggest surprise, because we we spent enough time already on on Rory McIlroy. Um, I don't. I do you do you have anybody other candidates for biggest disappointment? Were you disappointed in anybody else? No, I mean that's it. it yeah. Rory was disappointing, and he knew it, and he owned it, and uh, and, he, it and he cried about it. Doesn't it. change it. That, yeah, yeah that, that's right. And what uh, was your biggest surprise? Well, I, I just DJ going five and oh, that's all. I mean, yeah, it was, that's right. it's like, I mean, the, we, we, we had the narrative all spelled out, um, in terms of the young guys going out and kicking ass and taking names. It wasn't like a giant surprise and there was plenty, like they, they set all kinds of records you could just go on Justin Ray's Twitter feed. If you want to see all the records that the U S rookies set in terms of points gained average points per performance, like all every, which way you want to chop this sucker up, slice it up and measure it. The U S beat every kind of, of metric with this great batch of badass rookies. And so, you know, DJ as the elder statesman for the U S team going out and grabbing the, the five Oh, that's the, the icing on the cake. As far as I'm concerned. With all that said, we come away from the Ryder cup. I think with absolutely no question who the scariest golfer in the world is. And it's John Rahm. And what I think we need to look into very shortly here is what the uh, over-under on is the number of majors John Rahm is going to win next year. Because even mm. though multiple you know, winning uh, performances by golfers in a year has started to slow down here because there's just so much talent, it's not uh, as, as common for guys to win multiple times. I, I, it's just hard to believe after watching John Rahm since he won the U.S. Open and really since the Memorial before that, that he's not going to win two next year. But that's a bet I would like to see uh, the odds on. Well, let's just for giggles, put a marker in this. Who's going to get to five first? Colin Morikawa or John Rahm? Morikawa's got one more than Rahm right now. Who gets to five first? I, gun to head, I say Rahm. Wow. I just think, see, I, I, I just think, I think he's, I think he's just playing too consistently. He's going to be around the hoop more times than Morikawa is, but uh, you think it's, you think it's Colin. I, well, I don't think it. I just think he has a legit uh, opportunity at it. He's just as young. His, uh, the skill set that he possesses and the kind of swing that he possesses seem to suggest that he's not going to be having a lot of physical challenges that his body and his swing type will not be holding him back. I'm rooting for it. I'm knocking on wood right now. Um, and I would love to see that kind of rivalry. I would love to see Morikawa and Rom go go head to head. I mean, speaking, talking about two guys with ice in their veins. Um, the most entertaining golfer, though, we get to to to, to move right to the longest drive competition. Thank God for Bryson DeChambeau, <laughs> the most entertaining golfer on the planet. Uh, if you want to, you know, enjoy your Ryder Cup hangover by the it's end of the, the week. It's not the Sanderson Farms in Jackson. Well, I mean, seriously, we're going to recharge also. I mean, we're going to take a little bit of time. We'll get back on this podcast once the, the tour moves to Vegas, because let's let's be honest. I mean, the the tour in Vegas gives us so many opportunities to talk about Two fun weeks. stuff and to do a little bit of wagering of our own. But, you know, in the meantime, if you want your little golf fix, Bryson's going to be on the long drive competition. I'm sure it'll be on golf TV uh, come Friday, Saturday. So uh, whatever the schedule is for that. 
Um, it's an embarrassment of riches, I would say, Nate Dog, and the U.S. team embarrassed the Euro team in a manner that you anticipated, you forecasted here on this podcast. Congratulations to you and congratulations to the United States of America. USA. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.